Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan, and today I am here with Jenny. Hi guys. Uh, We are in the studio at Worship Center this time. We're not at our uh, dining room table. It's a lot better. (laughs) Uh, But we are looking at these Psalms. Uh, Today we're looking at Psalm 144, Psalm 145, then we kind of go backwards and we pick up 88 and 89. And so just like we've been doing as we're kind of going through Psalms specifically, we really do encourage you just pick one Psalm and actually meditate on that for the day. So whatever Psalm is resonating with you, maybe it's 144, maybe it's 145, um, listen to listen to it. Uh, Jenny does the reading today. Um, just think about this Psalm throughout the day because this is literature that we should be meditating on, not just consuming quickly. Um, so as we go over these Psalms, Jenny, what what did like what jumped out to you? What did you appreciate? Maybe specifically, which Psalm did you did you notice? I think I noticed a big shift in Psalm 88 and 89. We were talking about how they are um, psalms of lamenting. Yeah. And how it just kind of seems like whoever this, well, we said it's it's Heman and Ethan. Um, these psalms are just kind of talking about like, oh, what was me? Like, all these things are terrible. All these things are happening to me. Like, where are you, God? And um, I teach uh, third grade, and just recently we did a devotion at the beginning of the day talking about how God doesn't ever just leave us in bad situations just to see if we can hang on or just whatever, be by ourselves or feel lost or alone. Um, But rather, it's an opportunity for us to be able to see um, His goodness and our ability to trust in Him that even though it's uncomfortable and feels awful, that we are meant for that moment. It's not an accident. So what does that what does that actually look like for you? Like as you're thinking about that, how does that how do you see that work out in your life? Well, oftentimes I am a mom also. Oftentimes you're a mom, you actually are a mom. <laughs> no, I am a mom, but oftentimes I find myself in situations as a mom, as a teacher, as a wife. Um, just all these things, like so much is going on around me and it is very intimidating. I'm just like, okay, God, I can't do this. Like I can't. I don't have control over X, Y, Z, and it's mm. very difficult for me. Mm. But in those moments, God doesn't do that just to see me struggle. He says like, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be this, that, or the other thing. Just trust me that I will get you through this and reveal myself to you in a different way. I think when we look at uh, 88 specifically, so when we're looking at Psalm 88, it is a psalm of lament, and lament is in some ways lost on us as a culture. Um, we, we just don't do a lot of structured lament. <laughs> you don't come to church and like, Hey, we're going to lament today. We're just going to actually be super sad and we are going to wail and mourn what's going on. So Psalms, uh, 88, I was looking at some different commentaries. Uh, a couple different guys say that this is one of the darkest Psalms in the entire Psalter. If you want to sound really fancy, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just pretty dark. Like the, the actual last words, the parting wisdom is Darkness, darkness is my, my closest, closest friend. friend. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like a hello, darkness, yeah, that's my, where old my friend. Um, maybe that's where they got this from. He I'm refers sure. to himself as being good as dead. Yeah. Yeah. He identifies great. with those in the pit. He's cut off from God's care. Um, so we've talked a couple times just about the emotion that is present in the Psalms. And I think it's a, 
I think it's a good thing to visit all the Psalms in their fullness and understand that there's pretty much no emotion that is barred from the Psalms, I think. Um, we have these imprecatory Psalms where David is just like talking about how much he wants to see God curse people and judge people. Uh, we have this Psalm of lament where it's pretty dark. I mean, he's talking as though he's already dead. Uh, and then we have we have joyful Psalms. We have reminding Psalms, which is actually... Uh, on the, that note, that's one of the things that stuck out to me today. Um, <laughs> maybe I should be concerned that my wife is resonating most with the Psalms of Lament. <laughs> I'm not sure if that means anything. I think there's something important, though, at the beginning of the psalm. Like yeah. At the beginning of Psalm 88, it says, Oh, Lord, my God, my salvation, I cry out to you by day and night. I come to you at night, hear my prayer, listen to my cry. So I think it's just recognizing the emotion and then saying, hey, God, meet me right here. Yeah, there there is something to be said uh, for that because we can dig in a little bit on who Heman and who Ethan is, like who they are. Um, Jenny's are? A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenny's a teacher, so I'm not allowed to make too many mistakes like that. Um they are like uh, the, the heads of these pretty large uh, choirs that would have been put together. So they functioned in um, sort of a semi-priestly role. Um, so we've talked before about even when, like when David is talking about cursing his enemies, he's doing it with a respect for the sovereignty of God, uh, recognizing ultimately that it's God's plan that matters. And I think maybe that's the key to all this emotion that's playing out. You might look at Psalm 88 and say, man, this guy's depressed. Like this is pretty sad. This is pretty depressing. Um, but he is also coming from a place of respecting the authority of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's a little bit of a a guide for us there, and we shouldn't be afraid to experience all of our emotions. We shouldn't be mm-hmm. afraid of that, but we should also be confident and faithful uh, to what God has planned. And mm-hmm. and that's a tricky thing. I get that. Like That's definitely a balance, and I'm sure that David had to balance it. I'm sure that Heman had to balance it. Um, and we have to balance it as well. Mm-hmm. So. It kind of helps us today, too. Like, these emotions are not just new to us. Like, yeah. They existed then, too, and it's not something to be ashamed of. Right. Yeah, I think that's a healthy thing. And in some ways, church for us has drifted a little bit more to, hey, just put a positive spin on things, make mm-hmm. people happy, mm-hmm. and get them out the door. Um, so it's it's good to see the range of emotion that's present here. Uh, the thing that sticks out to me in Psalm 145, just kind of shifting gears a little bit, Uh, It starts in verse 4 and goes to verse 7. And the idea of that little piece, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I'll meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. I love this. um, Because I think that one of the most powerful things we can do as followers of Jesus is share the actual stories of things that are happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Um, Andy Stanley, and I know there's there's plenty of opinions about Andy Stanley out there, but one of the things he says is that the, the disciples, um, when they shared the gospel, they were not teaching people Sunday school lessons. They were just talking about what Jesus had mm-hmm. done in their own lives. Mm-hmm. And I, that to me is pretty powerful. Like that is why they were so excited that is why they were so empowered, mm-hmm. because they weren't dusting off an old book. They were actually just talking about their friend Jesus that they knew and saw and experienced. Mm-hmm. And so there is something about the power that we have in our stories um, and the, the ways that, you know, like like when we share about what God has done specifically and tangibly in our lives, it does actually build up our own faith and the faith of those around us. 
just recently I had a student share. So I'm, I'm a student pastor. I had a student that I know pretty well uh, talk on Wednesday night at youth group. And some of the things he talked about were just the stories of how he has seen God show up uh, in his life in real and tangible ways. Like he had a, his truck broke down. There was no way for him to fix it. Uh, some random dude that nobody knows or nobody knows since then pulled up just when he happened to go check on his truck and the guy got out of his truck, and went and fixed his truck. There's, there's a lot of trucks in this story, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's like very weird. It's like, okay, like we prayed to God. God sent someone to fix this truck. We don't know who he was. We don't know where he went, but it's fixed. Um, it's stories like that that I think really do encourage believers because God is still at work in our lives. We don't have to go back to David to mm-hmm. see things that God is doing. We can talk about what's going on in our own lives. Uh, and in some ways, uh, if you guys are, if you're long-term listeners, uh, one of my favorite interesting passages in the whole Bible is Judges 2.10, where it talks about how these people who had seen God working and seen God moving uh, somehow decided just not to ever share those stories with their kids. And because they didn't share those stories with their kids, a generation came up that didn't know God or follow Him at all. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not careful, I think it's very easy for us to fall into the same boat. So however you're seeing God at work in your life today, tell someone about that. Maybe it's your spouse uh, when you get home from work. Maybe it's your kids when you you know go to bed. I don't know who it is, but share some story of how God is at work. And it doesn't have to be some crazy miracle. It could just actually be how you know, you were able to cry out to God, much like these people I in the Psalms are. just going to say that. Okay, That's go ahead good, and say it. Yeah. good tie-in from, because yeah. it seems like these Psalms are a little bit separate, but ADA is like, I can envision that student that you were talking about just crying out to God, like, this is awful. Help me out. I don't know what I'm doing. Have you just left me along the roadside just to be by myself? And then be able to tell these stories to a bunch of kids in youth group because of God's faithfulness in those moments where they felt completely alone, completely lost, whatever. So these kind of just go hand in hand. That's really good. There you go. Bye. We brought it all around. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Psalm 144, a Psalm of David. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nations submit to me. O Lord, what are human beings that you should notice them, mere mortals that you should think about them? For they are like a breath of air. Their days are like a passing shadow. Open the heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so they billow smoke. Hurl your lightning bolts and scatter your enemies. Shoot your arrows and confuse them. Reach down from heaven and rescue me. Rescue me from deep waters, from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies. They swear to tell the truth, but they lie instead. I will sing a new song to you, O God. I will sing your praises with a ten-stringed harp. For you grant victory to kings. You rescued your servant David from the fatal sword. Save me. Rescue me from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies. They swear to tell the truth, but they lie instead. May your sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. May our daughters be like graceful pillars, carved to beautify a palace. May our barns be filled with crops of every kind. May the flocks in our fields multiply by the thousands, even tens of thousands. And may our oxen be loaded down with produce. May there be no enemy breaking through our walls, no going into captivity, no cries of alarm in our own town squares. 
Yes, joyful are those who live like this. Joyful indeed are those whose God is the Lord. Psalm 145, a psalm of praise of David. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all who look to you in hope, you give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call Him on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord, and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. Psalm 88, a psalm of Heman the Ezraite. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day, I come to you by night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles, and death draws near. I am as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead, and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down. With wave after wave, you have engulfed me. You have driven my friends away by making me repulsive to them. I am in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I have been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate for your terror before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. Psalm 89, a psalm of Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. 
Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is enduring as the, is as enduring as the heavens. The Lord said, I have made a covenant with David, my chosen servant. I have sworn this oath to him. I will establish your descendants as kings forever. They will sit on your throne from now until eternity. All heaven will praise your great wonders, Lord. Myriads of angels will praise you for for your faithfulness. For who in all heaven can compare with the Lord? What mightiest angel is anything like the Lord? The highest angelic powers stand in awe of God. He is far more awesome than all who surround his throne. O Lord God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you, O Lord? You are entirely faithful. You rule the oceans. You subdue their storm-tossed waves. You crushed the great sea monster. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours and the earth is yours. Everything in the world is yours. You created it all. You created north and south. Mount Tabor and Mount Hermon praise your name. Powerful is your arm. Strong is your hand. Your right hand is lifted high in glorious strength. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Happy are those who hear the joyful call of worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. They rejoice all day long in your wonderful reputation. They exult in your righteousness. You are their glorious strength. It pleases you to make us strong. Yes, our protection comes from the Lord, and He, the Holy One of Israel, has given us our King. Long ago you spoke in a vision to your faithful people. You said, I have raised up a warrior. I have selected him from the common people to be a king. I have found my servant David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him with my hand. With my powerful arm, I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him, and my authority, and by my authority he will grow in power. I will extend his rule over the sea, his dominion over the rivers, and he will call out to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn son, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be an endless, as endless as the days of heaven. But if his descendants forsake my instructions and fail to obey my regulations, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commands, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their disobedience with beating. But I will never stop loving him, nor fail to keep my promise to him. No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. I have sworn an oath to David, and in my holiness I cannot lie. His dynasty will go on forever. His kingdom will endure as the sun. It will be as eternal as the moon, my faithful witness in the sky. But now you have rejected him and cast him off. You are angry with your anointed king. You have renounced your covenant with him. You have thrown his crown to the dust. You have broken down the walls protecting him and ruined every fort defending him. Everyone who comes along has robbed him, and he has become a joke to his neighbors. 
You have strengthened his enemies and made them all rejoice. You have made his sword useless and refused to help him in battle. You have ended his splendor and overturned his throne. You have made him old before his time and publicly disgraced him. O Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. No one can live forever. All will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock your anointed king wherever he goes. Praise the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.